0: Hello there, AR Nation, Richard Kisten here, and I'm so pleased to welcome you back to the Adulthood Revisited Podcast. I hope you're doing well in this what's become a normal quarantine life, um, riddled with social distancing. It seems like instead of being put six feet under, we are now six feet apart, uh, and it all feels just the same, or maybe, just, maybe almost just the same. Uh, it's not quite the same as death. But anyways, I hope you're doing well. Um... It's been a rough patch trying to get adjusted to this, and uh, with the turn of the month, uh, I, I fall into this category, and you know, money is is becoming a, you know a pretty common source of conversation, headlines, and whatnot. Um, with the beginning of the month, I, I think the biggest topic of conversation revolving around money. Was what a lot of people would do with respect to rent. Uh, in my own practice, I've received a ton of inquiries from people, landlords, and tenants alike about what do they do about rent. Uh, anyways, this this message or this episode isn't about rent. Uh, it's about acting as if. And I bring this up because uh, I know that I, in this newfound time or space. Or clearing, if you will, to do the things that I've I've had tabled and in the back of my mind for a long, long time. I'm using this space, this time, quarantine life, whatever you want to call it, work from home period, to to do the things that I need to do to get my office, my businesses, in into a well oiled machine. Um, you know, things that I've always put aside, email sequencing, uh, working on my website, SEO stuff. Uh, whatever you whatever goes into sales and marketing and automation of all the things that I bought the nice tools for and services and software but never got to put them all together to play nice uh, I'm doing that now and I've encouraged the people in my life around me friends family significant others acquaintances that they should think about doing the same thing instead of mulling over the you know the difficulties that we're facing right now it's to get the things done that you want to get done. Notwithstanding, we're human, and I'm I'm human as well. And so I'm, you know, the reality is I'm struggling myself. I had a conversation today with my dad, and um, you know he just asked how I'm doing, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm fine. I got I got this clearing to, you know, some some work was canceled or adjourned, and and because courts are closed, not really doing much. So I got all this time and space to to do stuff. The, top, the conversation turned to rent, uh, which is why I started this with rent. And I let him know, yeah, you know, with all the things I got lined up bill-wise this month, I don't know how my how I'm going to be paying my bills next month. And you know, that got that that kicked in or triggered some worry for me. And I'm not a fan of worrying. Uh, I'm not to say to act irresponsibly, and I try not to act irresponsibly, but worry is one of, the, like, one of the most paralyzing and worst kinds of behavior that we could engage in because it doesn't accomplish anything. Worrying accomplishes zero. There's never a time or experience where worry did something useful. Worrying is different from planning and taking action. Worry is different from sort of navigating and and mitigating risk. That's not worrying. That's taking action. But worrying is something that I really, really, really try to be cognizant of so that I don't do it because it never accomplishes anything. I don't think in the history of mankind, worry could have accomplished anything. And so then, you know, because the conversation turned to money and I, I, you know, I shared with my dad that, you know, I'm not sure how my finances will look for next month to, to, you know, pay rent and and some of the other stuff that that I've got going on. Um, you know, for, for a quick second, quick, for a few seconds, a few minutes, it turned to worry. It's like, oh man, you know, my, my caseload is pipeline is dried out. And, and I, you know, I really don't know what I'm going to do. You know, today's the beginning of April and I still got three weeks of April to get through groceries and and I, my dog may need surgery more than likely not need surgery um, so all these things keep popping up and and here I am spending the time thinking about my rent and and the bills for May and June and, and moving forward and then so I was thinking about how can I get over this because I can't let worry stop me from... The things that I want to get done, because the things that I want to get done, I think, are significantly more of a priority than worry, right? But I can't let worry derail me because worry, worry is always tied up and I think muddled with emotion, with like angst, with anxiety, with I don't know. You just want to I, when I worry, I just want to go to sleep. I just want to go to sleep, go underneath a blanket, put like the blanket and pillow over my head, sleep face down. And like hopefully I get into REM as quickly as possible that's what my that's what my experience is with worry I don't know what yours is but my experience with worry is not a pleasant one that's why I really try not to to get there but I got there a little bit today and then I, I was trying to figure out how do I get out of this right now how do I get out of this right now and the tough part is there's a huge clearing right my phone's not ringing as much for like clients to come in I don't have as much foot traffic or activity into my office my case is adjourned so when I after I left that conversation with my dad I went back I was like okay money's on my mind <laughs> or the, the lack thereof so what am I gonna do now about money and I, I realized that I have to I've, I've got to find a way to, to trigger out of this, to sh- shift out of this mindset or, or dealing with worry. And I've mentioned this book before on the podcast. I'll actually try to link it up in the show notes. Psycho-Cybernetics. If you haven't read it, oh, oh, it's, it's definitely one of my top reads, top recommended books. Uh, I think I've said that I, I bought it for like, I don't know, 20 different people in my life just because for me it's so good. It's a dry read. The author, Maxwell Maltz, was a plastic surgeon in the 1950s or so. I think when he authored the book, it was 1955. And the premise is that he was confounded that if he took a sample size of 100 of his patients, and of, you know, plastic surgery patients, and they all had, let's say, huge dramatic shifts in their in their appearance as a result of the surgery, there would always be a handful or more that would say, you know, be a handful say, thank you doctor, you did such an amazing job, I'm such a different person now, confidence and, and money, like success, all that came to them as a result of the surgery. But then there was always this population that said you did nothing. Even though there could have been a dramatic change in their physical appearance, the, their complaint was that, that Dr. Maltz did nothing. Tony is in the book, talks about all these visualization and, and, and kind of the creation of the, the ego and, and self-image and s- suggests all these exercises to try to improve your self-image or rather not improve, create and manage your self-image. And one of the exercises is acting as if. He talks about it uh, in the context of I think one of his patients or study that he read where someone had this fear of public speaking and public outings and she just started acting as if, you know, taking the, uh, it's that she was a well-published author, author. And so everywhere she went, she just pretended uh, or acted as if she was a well-published author. And sooner and later, like she came into that role. Um, now, I'm not saying that speak it, see it, believe it, it comes. I mean, I, I do believe that, but I think what I'm saying right now, right now, with what we're dealing with quarantine, working from home, everything shut down, government shut down, there's, there's a huge space for worry. A lot of us can worry. And especially because many of us are, you know, at home, we're out of work, where it, it, there's not much social contact. Um, it's easy to let worry take over and you know it's hard I I, I like I told you worry is probably a thing that drains the most energy out of me because with worry comes guilt comes embarrassment you know going back to the conversation with my dad today when I was talking about it and I, I mentioned to him you know I'm not sure how I'm gonna pay rent the first one of the first things he said but you know I don't understand, aren't you a lawyer and that's always been there's that's always been that tension there for me. I've struggled for a long time with my finances, and you know, fortunately, business has ticked up the last two years or so. Um, but for a long time, it's like people people have always assumed that because I'm a lawyer, my like I'm making a ton of money. And you know, it's just it just hasn't been the case. I'm not saying it it shouldn't be the case. It just hasn't been the case. And so when he said that to me, like right away triggered, it, not only the conversation triggered worry, but then there was guilt and shame and embarrassment. Like, why is it that I'm a lawyer and I'm worried, worrying about paying my rent a month in advance or paying for my dog's surgery a month in advance or whatever it may be. Like, there's a lot of feelings and emotions that get called up, if, if you're like me, from worry. And that's why I, I've you know, I, I really try to buckle down and just do and do and do. So when I got, when I, you know, ended that conversation with my dad, I got back to, to in front of my computer. I'm like, man, like, I, I cannot, you know what? I don't want to worry about my bank account. I don't want to worry about the money that's in there. I don't want to worry about rent or my dog surgery or whatever's going to come up in the next three weeks. I have to, I and I, I, I that for whatever reason that exercise of acting as if came up for me and I think I went ahead and just got like got in front of my computer and published like three videos for my for my website just put them out there like I, I don't care but I've got to go out there I've got to be a leader I've got to represent my business in the best way that I can I've got i I've got to push through this and I got to get on video Feeling worry, feeling less than, feeling shame could be a challenge, but you know what? Like, I have to act as if I'm not that. I have to act as if I am confident, as if I am secure, as if there is no embarrassment. Because all those things show and come through when you talk to people, when you're on video. Like it, it's, it's patently clear to see that. And so whatever you're doing right now in quarantine, work from home, a lot of people, I think, especially in my circle, uh, have, have said that they're going to start like spending the time, this extra time that's built in uh, to, to start building up their side hustles. You cannot let worry infiltrate that. You can't let worry infiltrate that. So I encourage you that if you're like me and, you know, there are money problems are real, man, and there's no shame in that. There's no shame in in being able to talk about it. I'm talking freely on a podcast. I don't know if this is going to reach three people or it's going to reach three million people, but money problems are real and people have them. So don't be afraid to have those conversations. Um, But particularly in this time, if you're trying to to do whatever you want to do, you have priorities and let's say they are building a business. Let's say they are uh, improving relationships. Let's say they are fitness goals don't don't let worry paralyze you and i encourage you to think about exploring that exercise of if you do experience worry and the onset of worry and whatever comes with that for you think about acting as if in the face of that worry so if you're worried about finances act as if like you're 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 a confident and secure leader right if you're worried about a relationship problem, act as if you have a great relationship with someone. And that's not to say to be reckless. It's not to say irresponsible. It's not to say ignore the circumstances. Again, there's a difference between worrying and mitigating risk. There's a wor- there's a difference between worrying and and um, you know planning. And I think mitigating risks, planning, those are all action steps that you have to. To do those things, you have to act as if in the face of worry. It, like the acting as if and behaving as if meets worry head on and also defeats it because it has the component of action. So if, if in this time, you know, for those of you who are feeling some kind of way, uh, maybe a little less than, maybe worried... I encourage you to, to, to explore the acting as if exercise. Um, I'd love to know your feedback on it or you know, maybe you disagree with this entirely. Um, I'd really love to know your thoughts um, with that. So uh, to start wrapping this up, folks, I hope you're doing well. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Uh, if you did, or even if you didn't, hey, let other people make their own decisions, but i love it if you share it. Subscribe to the podcast, leave ratings, reviews, things you'd like to have discussed on the podcast. And also, if you might be interested in being uh, a guest on the podcast, I'd love that because this is just about having everyone tell their story and getting those, as many different points of view as we can. So I'd love that. And it also helps me fill up my content calendar for the rest of the year. So uh, the email address, uh, you can actually check out adulthoodrevisited.com, email podcast at adulthoodrevisited.com. Otherwise, folks, take care, be well. Bye for now.